Next up on the Renaissance Man podcast, we have actress and comedian Kim Whitley, whose Two Funny Mamas Live tour continues this weekend in Colleen, Texas. Coming up, I talked to Kim about growing up outside of Cleveland, Ohio, how her friendship with Sherry Shepard turned into a hit podcast, and what her excuse will be if she just so happens to turn up in the upcoming Freak Nick documentary. Up next, Kim Whitley. Let's go. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, I'm Jalen Rose, and welcome to the Renaissance Man podcast, proudly presented by the New York Post. A show where we cover trends in fashion, entertainment, current events, and everything in between. This week's theme is Bless Up. It's that time of year. The NBA Finals are upon us. And the squad that drafted them, the Denver Nuggets, is appearing in their first NBA Finals. Going head-to-head versus the Miami Heat starting this week. With this being my 21st year covering the NBA Finals consecutively on television. I'm reminded how many blessings I've actually been given. I get to be a multimedia commentator for the game I love. My kids will be joining me for the finals, and together we'll be watching. History be made, I believe, in Denver. Counting your blessings is really just practicing gratitude at the end of the day. You don't have to be overly religious to think about the things that you're grateful for. Here's what you should do. Make a list in your head of many parts of your journey as possible that you're so grateful and glad about. That could include your health, family, friends, memorable moments along the way, hardships that you've overcome, even something that we may take for granted, something very simple as waking up today is worth feeling extra blessed about. Just think about it. And someone who was blessed beyond measure is my next guest. Kim Whitley is a comedic force who's accomplished so very much in her entertainment career and has so much more to give. Coming up, I talked to Kim about the acting role that gave her confidence to keep going, the struggles she overcame early in her career and which of her at your age co-stars she perverse in a survival situation my next guest is a legend actress and comedian who's been in numerous tv shows and films including hbo's curb your enthusiasm ABC's My Wife and Kids and Two Broke Girls on CBS. That's right. That's that network money. She's currently 
starring in the new Bounce TV sitcom called Act Your Age, alongside legends in their own right, Tisha Campbell and Yvette Nicole Brown. And there's more. She's also on a comedy tour with her podcast and co-host and someone who graced this program as well, Sherry Shepard. Make sure you check out the dates, go get the tickets, and support at SherryShowTV.com. It is my honor to welcome the talented Kim Whitley to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my God. What an introduction. Wow. That was fantastic. Thank you. I appreciate you taking the time. Oh, yeah. The Midwest is definitely in the house. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Tell me what it's like growing up outside of Cleveland and Shaker Heights, Ohio. And then how did your hometown shape who you are today? Look at you. You know what? First of all, let me uh, give you your accolades. You have done so well. I, you know, I don't know if I like seeing you play or I like seeing you talk more. Thank you. And uh, so I really enjoy your commentating and uh, you're just good. And I like your looks too. Let me just Thank tell you. you. <laughs> Sometimes I just tune in to see what you got on. Thank you. Appreciate that. Thanks for the love. Oh, absolutely. I, um, From Cleveland, Ohio, you know, all the people, Steve Harvey, LeBron, mm -hmm. we can go to as a lot of people from Cleveland. And I think that's because everybody was trying to get out of Cleveland. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I still go back. I love uh, Ohio. I love Cleveland. You know, it's what made me. And uh, if we think about the many, many celebrities from Cleveland, it's you grow you grow up with a base. You got a great foundation. I think Midwest just gives you that. It's it's a it's a big city, little town kind of thing. So you get the best of both worlds. Who were some of the entertainers and actors you grew up watching that made an impact on you? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Look, I started telling my age. I started yelling out people that really influenced me. <laughs> Cab Calloway. <laughs> Did you say Cab Calloway? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> right. Um, but I would definitely say Marsha Warfield, uh, Whoopi Goldberg, uh, Red Fox, you know, Richard Pryor, people that made us laugh. Um, uh, Marla Gibbs that you mm. could see because it wasn't that many uh, black people on TV uh, mm. when I grew up and I remember my dad was like why you want to be on TV you're not going to make it it ain't that many people on TV you know the Cosbys he was like come on now so I went to Fisk University and uh, you know once I got my degree my parents were like okay go do what you want to do good luck <laughs> and so they said you can always come home and uh, that's, you know, what I did. And I figured, you know, if those people could make it, I felt like I knew them. I felt like uh, we were kindred uh, spirits. Uh, so those are the people that uh, I would say really influenced me as a child. And clearly education was important to you and your family. And as somebody that also graduated from college, sometimes that gets overlooked when you become a success story in your own right. So talk to me about your journey as it related to going to high school, going to college, some of the fun stories, some of the fun things that people can learn about that journey. Wow. I don't think I've ever been asked that question. 
Wow, that's a good one. Um, you know, going to, I would say, uh, elementary school, we we definitely moved. We were definitely the Jeffersons. I lived in Cleveland, and then my dad was like, we move it with the white people. I was like, what? <laughs> Good <laughs> job, Dad. <laughs> right, right, right. That's what I felt like. I was like, he's like, we're going to cross those tracks. I was at a like, hospital, oh. at a supermarket. <laughs> it was green trees. I was like, wait a minute. Mailbox. <laughs> oh, the mailbox. You don't even understand. It was, we went from Cleveland to Shaker Heights. But the funniest thing my daddy ever told me, he said, now hold up now. I don't want you to get confused. He was like, we black rich. That's paycheck to paycheck. He said, these, these white folks over here, he said, they got long money. And they did. And um, he didn't want me to get confused. So uh, I thought, and it's so funny because you think, I was like, oh, shoot, I'm in Shaker now. I was new when I was 16. I was going to get a car. I was <laughs> my father looked at me like I was crazy. He was like, oh, my friends got cars when they turned 16. <laughs> I got on that train right in front of my house and then got on a bus. All the way till I graduated and went to college and still didn't get a car. I, I had to buy my car myself, first car. My daddy was like, you are tripping. I remember my parents, they used to have the Jack and Jill. And I was like, oh, I'm here now. I've arrived, all the rich black people and everybody's in shaker. I just knew we was going to get into Jack and Jill. I remember my mom would send me to the Jack and Jill parties. Now you can't get in. She said, she said, hang out in the lobby. You're going to meet the same people. They all got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> And I did. And I met my best friend, Kamala Bustamani, in the hotel bathroom because I couldn't get in the party. At what point, because you're so very talented, you do comedy, you act, did you start to nurture those talents and feel like you can make a career out of it? You know, um, we always performed at my house in front of my parents for holidays. And I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not even the funny one in the family. <laughs> my brothers should have been out here and they say it to my face. Uh, but they want to become architects like my dad. So good luck. And um, Kyle Whitley, Scott Whitley, Kent Whitley, some of the funniest. But when you have a family business and you boys, you know, mm -hmm. they, they looking at y'all like, y'all got to come over here. And I was the only girl. So I was like, uh, I think I'm going to go pursue this. Uh, <laughs> but always performing, um, having fun, and in high school, uh, you know, doing plays and just acting crazy, basically. And, you know, I never thought that I would actually have a chance to make money at it. And I, I you know, I give that to my parents for saying, you know what, here's some money. We give you a credit card, go out there and try. And if not, you can always come home. I, I could come home and work, you know, for my dad if I wanted to. So I had that safety net. And um, I just loved making people laugh. And I think really once I got out to Los Angeles and I be, you know, started getting a network of friends and I really started getting into commercials and I was like, oh, I know I could sell a piece of chicken. I was like, Did I <laughs> so that was the, the, the really the beginning of it. And then, you know, 
I think I just kept going. And and I heard this uh, advertisement on the radio for Shelly Gear's beauty shop. And it was so crazy and so far-fetched. This was before Tyler Perry. And I remember thinking, if I could just get to him, I could do it. This is when you're hungry. You're like, I'm, I'm going to sweep the floors. I'm going to paint the set. I'm going to mm-hmm. do it. And um, that's what happened. I, I just went to him and said, you know, can I can I be in this this play? I heard it on the radio and I waited for him after the show. And he said, we have auditions. And I became an understudy and I sat there on the side of the stage mm-hmm. and I waited for somebody to get sick. Mm-hmm. And I waited. No doubt. Yeah, but I waited so long, no one ever got sick. <laughs> <laughs> but so the lesson is, don't wait. I no wrote doubt. I wrote a part to go in the play and I gave it to him. I said, Y'all don't have a church lady in this play coming in the beauty shop. He was like, Oh. Mm. So I got on that stage. That's what's up. Can you recall a a role or a comedy show that you did that made you believe I can do this? Wow. I'm one of the best at this game. A role, boy. We so how long you stay up at night thinking about these questions? <laughs> you ain't thinking of the deepest of the deepest questions. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> that was a good one. No, no, no. That was a good one. Um, before you know, the one that really I said I can do this might have been a little late, but of course I had a ball with Beauty Shop. But my first movie was next Friday. And I remember uh, Kim Harding was the casting director and <laughs> and I went into the audition and I was, like you said, I was hungry for it. And I looked at the room and I saw all women that didn't look like me. They were, you know, thin and uh, young and shapely. I mean, I was young then, but I was not the size thinking of sugar. I was like, oh, that's going to be tough. So I remember keeping my coat on, you know, I didn't want them to see me. I had a little dress on. I wasn't confident. Uh, but I went into the to the audition and um, Ice Cube was in there and I had all my, you know, what I'm going to do. And, and and I cut a fool. And mm-hmm. I remember Ice Cube busting our lap, hitting the floor and and Kim. And I was like, yes, that was when I was like, oh, OK, funny. I could do this. So I think that was the beginning of uh, really saying I want to be in the comedy uh, lane. So for those that are looking for inspiration, and as you know, there's so many people, especially young people that look like us, that if you say what you want to do for a living, they want to be entertainers, they want to be artists, they want to be athletes. You talked about paying your dues, doing whatever you needed to do to get into the room. And continue to nurture your craft at the same time. You were willing to get a job. You were willing to go to college. You was willing to try to multitask in order for this to happen. Can you acknowledge something turbulent that you overcame that made you feel like this may not be for me, but I got to keep going? Wow. You deep. There's those were a lot of days, Jalen, um, that you you don't you don't know. I be, I feel like God puts a gift inside of you or a couple gifts inside of you that it's something that you are willing to do for free. 
It's the mm-hmm. thing that you get up every day and do. That's the thing you should pursue. The thing that you love to do, because that's where you're going to be successful. But it's not going to just be handed to you. And nowadays, I think uh, uh, that kids feel like, you know, it's instant because we're so instant. Everything is quick. They don't understand that you have. And a lot of people do become overnight, but not really. There is always a history to what you're doing. And I would say for me, there were many days that, I mean, we could talk about it before I even got auditions. Uh, My parents, of course, they had uh, money that I could come back home. We weren't struggling by any means. But my parents, as you could see, wanted me to make it the best way I, I, I could and to see the struggle. You can always come home, but you're going to make it on your own. We helped you in college. Now you go out there and make it. And at one point, I lived with my friend who was on Section 8. I wasn't supposed to be in there. Uh, then uh, I had to get a food stamp card, which I still have. And I look at it and say, wow, you had a food stamp card. And uh, I remember going up in the line and, and being embarrassed and, and thankful at the same time, but I had to eat. There were um, days that I would be on the floor. I remember the bathroom floor because it was cool. And you're crying because you either wanted that gig or you had nothing, um, absolutely nothing. Uh, the earthquake hit in, uh, was that 92? Uh, I was out here. And our whole apartment was destroyed and uh, I had to live in my car. Mm. And you don't have, you know, the ATMs are not working. You know, it's, it, you you really see reality. Mm-hmm. But I wanted this thing called uh, entertainment career, an acting career. I wanted to make people laugh. And you find your community. You find your friends. And they're all suffering and struggling also. And you start networking and you start strategizing and talking because when you give up, you give up. There, you're not happy. You you give up on your dream. You 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 stop. And then what else is there to do? I can go back to teaching. I can go back to a nine to five. But I wanted to take it to the wheels fell off. Okay, you might say, "Oh, the wheels fell off, Kim. You were on food stamps. You was living on the street." But I was still alive. Mm-hmm. So the wheels hadn't fallen off yet. No. I still had a dusty wig in the back of the car. And I still had a car so I could, you know, move forward. So my biggest lesson is to everyone is there is a picture that you can find on the Internet of a man in a cave. And he's chipping away, going to find his diamonds. And you see both sides of the cave. There's a wall in between. He only has three more feet to go. But you see him chipping away, chipping away, and the diamond is right on the other side of the wall. And he and he wants to give up. But you see it. You see, you're like, please don't give up. You only got three more feet. Right. And that's what I always remember. Even now, people are like, oh, you're successful. You're a legend. Nah, I have not made it yet in my mind. I stay humble because there's so many things still to do. Yes. You know, uh, I got an Emmy nomination, but I don't have an Emmy. I definitely have two NAACP awards, but I don't have an Oscar. And not saying that is the epitome of success, but it gives you something to keep on going. Absolutely. So so that that kind of thing for, for young people out there is to always recreate yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, people are like, oh, Kim, so I lost 30 pounds. 
You know, I was on WW. Now I got a different look, a different thing. I'm always pitching ideas. I had my own show on Oprah Winfrey Network. Hey, Oprah, look at this. Boom, boom, boom. I know it's like, oh, you can't get to Oprah. You can always get to who you want to get to. So I think that's the best lesson is to whatever your ideas are, protect them and to network and talk to people and don't be afraid. Always do an elevator pitch and get your stuff out there. Absolutely. Very well said. And thank you for being such an inspiration and motivation that needs to be said, digested and heard. And I want to make sure everybody goes to check out Two Funny Mamas Live. As you win, you won two NAACP Image Awards. This is an extension of that work with that amazing podcast. And you talked about your friendships and networking. How about you doing it with one of your besties, Sherry Shepard? When did you guys discover the chemistry between you two? Wow. Me and Sherry Shepard have been friends for many, many years. Now, when I say friends, like we've known each other, we've hung out. Uh, during the pandemic, we really got tight and uh, she was living close to me. Um, and uh, we started doing this Two Funny Mamas podcast, which you can find on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcast. And it has exploded to something that we weren't ready for, but we're bringing light and laughter, just like her her talk show, uh, to people. But now we're taking it on the road doing stand-up. And that is so we were all at the city winery in New York, Jalen. Let me tell you something. We were <laughs> on stage for 93 minutes. Do you understand? <laughs> Just cutting a fool. So I want to make sure everyone, uh, we, we have a show in Colleen, Texas on June 2nd and 3rd, please, at the Twice as Funny Comedy Lounge. And you can get your tickets at SherryShowTV.com. Um, and then Sherry has a, a, a show. But if you go to Sherry. Uh, showtv.com. You can find um, where we will be. And uh, she's just become a very, I call her my manager's manager. Sherry thinks she, because she, she thinks she know everything. <laughs> but she is definitely a great friend uh, to me. Um, and, and hopefully I'm a great friend to her. So Charlemagne and Envy have both been on this show. I'm a fan of the Breakfast Club. So I actually saw when you were on the show. And you said your ambition is driven by what brings you joy. At this point in your life and career, what's bringing you joy? Ah, you know, Jalen, I can't say what used to bring me joy because, you know, I'm pretty sure this PG, but I've gotten older. Well, it's not. <laughs> it, used to be, look, it used to be basketball players and football players. That what used to be. I'll be right at the end of the game. Hey! But I've gotten older, and um, I have a son. His awesome. name is Joshua. He's 12 years old now, and he has brought me joy from day one. Um, heart Heartache, but joy. And, uh, and I, you know, going out on the road, like going out with Sherry, Sherry's all about, okay, let's get paid. You know, she's a businesswoman. I'd be like, Sherry, I'm just having fun. She was like, forget that girl. We got the focus. You know, we got to get this money. So uh, it is like, she has fun on the road and I have fun. Like we both said, if we didn't, if we went on the road for just work, why do it? Because we, we both are making money in the industry. But to go on with your best friend and to bring joy to other people, yes, that's what brings me joy right now 
hanging out with my friend um, Sherry. That uh, we, you know, just touring and 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 my son right now. That sound that that sound right. like me and Sherry go together. That don't sound. Like <laughs> well, you deserve all of the best, and you've been an inspiration to so many. You've made oh. so many people laugh. You've entertained so many people. So many have drawn inspiration from you. I'm a major fan of yours. It seemed like I've watched everything you've been a part of over the years. And it's an honor. Everything, Jalen. Did you uh, see I, Black Lady Sketch Show recently? Did you see that? Oh, you missed I didn't, that. I didn't see that yet. But Good. I'm going to see it. I'm going to see it. Absolutely. And I'm going to see you and Sherry do stand-up also. I'm going to come represent. Jalen, I need you to bring me a single man. I got you. Okay. He ain't got to, he ain't got to be all in shape. I know y'all been played and been divorced. He could be an athlete. <laughs> fingers could be crooked. He could be throwing up gang signs. I don't care. <laughs> or his hands might look like that for playing sports all of those years. <laughs> Right, right. You know how you see the athletes that be like this. I'll be, I'll be like, I'll take them. I'll take them. <laughs> okay, got you. Got you. I appreciate you joining me. But before I let you get out of here, I got a rapid fire segment called Gone in 60 Seconds. You ready to do this? I'm scared. What is it? I got you. You play so many iconic roles. And you're out here walking the street as a human being. You're at the market. You're at the gas station. You're at the mall. What characters' names do you get called the most? Jack A. Oh no, that's not a character. That's a person. Uh, <laughs> but they always. But the one name I get constantly is Sugar. Nice. Legend. That, that, those those are like championship rings. Every time somebody calls you one of your characters. That's the impact that you've made on that human being. You got in the character and we like, we don't even care what your name is. We gonna call you Jack A. We gonna call you Sugar. Like, that, and, 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 and that's the greatness of oh, what you do. That would start thinking about that when people call me Monina, but then I thought about it, Jalen, they all prostitutes, they all hookers. <laughs> oh, speaking of that, how about this? I got a great one for you. Because everybody around our age that remember being in and around Freaknik knows that there's a documentary coming out. And I've been saying prayers that I'm not in it, in the wrong place at the wrong time. I even interviewed for it to make sure I wasn't going to be. And your bestie Sherry's excuse is, I did it before Christ. Uh, what is the Kim Whitley alibi? Uh. It wasn't me. <laughs> no, no, it was not me. Not a, they would have to prove. I'd be like, nope, get a DNA swab. That was not me. And you know, we older now. They would have to be like, that looked like you. Come on. I got man. a 12-year-old son and everything. That wasn't me. That was not me. Can you imagine? I, my my son would be. I could never tell my son what to do again. No. If he see his mama on top of the car, like it's more just dead, dead. Don't stop getting it, get it. Uh uh. And I was I was getting it, getting it and having fun. No doubt. Ooh yeah. I don't want to be that. That footage would be bad. Yeah. I, I didn't even know we had video cameras back then. I didn't either because now people are asking to be followed. 
followed or looking to be like. We were the opposite. Put that camera down. Yes. Because every phone didn't have a camera. Now with these smart devices, everybody now got a camera. Everybody. No, people got cameras and you don't even know they got cameras. Yes. Yes. And every camera's on the street. I look in my house. I, I'm afraid of my own cameras because my Correct. cameras are taping when I don't want them to tape. Because is talking when I don't want them to talk. Don't say nothing. <laughs> you know, it just be a mess. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I got a good one for you. Of your two co-stars, Tisha Campbell and Yvette Nicole Brown, which one would you pick to be on the stranded desert island with? Oh, oh, that's hard. Because they both bring something. Mm -hmm. This is the thing. Tisha going to kill all the animals for us. <laughs> <laughs> She going to snatch them up. She going to skin them. She ain't afraid of nothing. She going to be cussing, all that. Yvette is going to be the prayer warrior. She going to pray. She going to be cooking. She going to knit us some clothes out of the bamboo. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, 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 that's the top one. But those two would be good. Those were actually two good women to have with you. Yes, yes. And lastly, but certainly not least, please describe and you make sure you guys go check it out. June 2nd and June 3rd. I know she got a TV show coming out on Bounce. Make sure you support everything the talented Kim Whitley do. I have to ask you, please describe your two funny mamas comedy tour in just three words. Wow. Unpredictable. Hysterical. Unforgettable. I love it. You're an icon. You deserve to be celebrated. And I appreciate you taking the time to join the show. And I'll become represent and support you guys. Plus one. Very yeah. soon. Oh, good. You come on down to Colleen, Texas, to our, our show in Texas. Okay. Yeah, thanks for the love. Last call. Last call. I'd like to thank Kim Whitley for stopping by the podcast. One thing that stuck out to me about Kim is how she's a believer in herself and her own potential. She's seen so much success already as an actress, as a comedian. But still, she wants to reach higher and higher. Kim knows she has what it takes to get that Emmy. And I believe her because the sky's the limit for her. So I ask you this, has there ever been a moment in your life when believing in yourself convinced others to believe in you? Keep bringing that energy to your work and your relationships. See you next week.